Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome to Energy Speaks Back, powered by B2B Energy. My name is Paul Webb, and I'm the founder of B2B Energy, and I'm your host. And weekly, I present to you energy experts from around the world. Welcome to episode 113. And our purpose, as always, is to provide a good understanding of energy management knowledge from around the world, which is available today for us to deliver savings that impact on our planet. We would like to thank Esther Energy, who are our certificate partners. My guest today is a French-born energy expert who has worked all over the world and now lives in Thailand. So without any further ado, I give you Thomas Gao. Good morning, and should I say good afternoon, Thomas? How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Paul. Yeah, good morning to you, and uh, good afternoon here yes, in Bangkok. And if people were listening to your accent, they would think you're in France or somewhere in Europe, but you're not, are you? Where are you today? Well, yeah, actually, yes, I'm French. My accent is um, is there, definitely, but I am living in Bangkok, in Thailand. And uh, no, no, I set it up here. How long have you been living there? That's now eight years. That's the, yeah, eight years. I already, when I was younger, I lived here for uh, three years when I was working for a large cement company. And uh, after some work with a big international company, I decided to, to. to work by myself and start something that was more in my interest and come back to Asia here in Bangkok eight years ago, yeah. Brilliant. Well, and normally what I would say is, you know, I'm jealous at the the beautiful weather in the background, but I can see in the background, it's actually raining in Bangkok. We're just about to start the rainy season, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rainy season started last weekend with uh, Songkran, which is the Thai New Year here in Thailand, and it's to celebrate the coming uh, of the rainy season and we had the first rain last Sunday and today this morning was raining a little bit and yeah probably this afternoon as well yeah yeah I I um I've been to Thailand obviously and um the, the that celebration is is an amazing celebration where it's lots of water fighting in the streets and washing away the last year basically isn't it it's a quite a, an interesting exactly celebration. yeah yeah it's a celebration of water and uh, purification and uh, yeah we need water they need water people are happy when the water is coming basically yes. because you know it's a uh, it's very uh, the soil are very dry we have a lot of uh, agricultural fires uh, here and the air pollution until until this week actually was absolutely terrible uh, I, I posted last last week on Friday, the PM 2.5, I was in Chambéry, like the province nearby uh, Bangkok, and the PM 2.5 was 480 microgram per cubic meter. Wow. That's just insane. That's 100 times the recommendation of the WHO, you know? So when the rain is coming, it's washing this, and people are really, uh, really happy about it, yeah. And we have seen some heat increases recently as well. We've seen temperatures rising above 45 degrees, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. We had like uh, 46 degrees 
up to 46 degrees and so the and, and this is the dry bulb temperature so with the humidity you can imagine how much you feel it's uh yeah it's one thailand, of the worst here do yeah. you think thailand is will does suffer from climate change the effects of it do you see that a lot there yes i mean the country uh, is suffering i mean not thailand but like everywhere, I would say, yeah. because we, we share the same planet, the same air, exactly. the, 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 the same meteorology. And yes, it's suffering. They don't really realize it. They don't really talk about it. They might, I mean, I have the feeling that they don't act enough uh, because we all have to, to do something against it. But yes, there is an impact of, uh, of climate change. Yeah, the rise of the... Uh, of the sea level. I mean, just a parenthesis, I was on holiday uh, one month ago, last month in March, and I usually go to Koh Samui, a very beautiful island. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic island. And I go there for the last eight years, like every year or every two years, you know, and I was shocked in the place I go, in the hotel I go every time, there is no more beach. The, the sea level has rise so much that there are some hotels that are just like there is no more beach. We are just hit by the waves now. And it, it's not only about, you know, the, the, the moon cycle and everything. I've been there in every moon cycle. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's really, you know, it, it's shocking. And here in Bangkok, there are more and more floods. Uh, yeah, we know. We know it's happening. We know it's there. Yeah. yeah. So... Thomas, we was introduced by a friend, a close friend um, in, in, from Thailand. Um, and we obviously, we share each other's community regarding LinkedIn, but I've actually met you, haven't I? We've, we've uh, had a meeting in, in Bangkok uh, last year and yeah. we had a face-to-face, -face, we had a good conversation. You demonstrated to me your technology, which is really exciting. We're going to talk about that uh, shortly, but for the benefit of our audience, could you um, tell us about your background story and you know, um, how you've come into this industry and what why you're in Bangkok. All right, yeah. So, make a long story short, um, when I was very young, my grandfather was a gardener and I loved to be in the gardener and I was hiving, uh, harvesting uh, honey from the beehives that he had, you know, this kind of thing that in close relationship with nature. And I became an engineer and uh, start to work with uh, one of the biggest uh, cement company in the world and been working in the UK, in Bristol City, uh, then uh, in, in South Korea and in Thailand for a few years, back to Europe. So for 10 years, I've been in the industry and I was happy to see that these big players were taking care really of sustainability, not only in their uh, corporate CSR yearly report, but on the ground in the factories. But in the end, the more I grew in this organization, the more um, I had to do politics and less concrete things. And uh, that's why I decided to uh, to take over the family business in South of France, where I come from in Nice, and uh, take over the, the company who was electrical engineering. And I learned a lot about the, the regulations in France, which are basically very well advanced compared to the rest of Europe in terms of insulation. I mean, after the, the oil crash, after the Second World War, 
And in the 70s, they had to, uh, they implemented a lot of laws that are really uh, strong in terms of the duty that you have to do to insulate a building and energy conservation. So I learned a lot. And uh, finally, I decided to uh, to do even more because uh, I remember when I was in Thailand, uh, I mean, here with the electricity is produced with uh, gas and oil, okay, when whether we like it or not, but in France, we we, we, we produce with a nuclear power, which is like uh, clean in terms of CO2 uh, emissions, I would say. I'm not doing politics here, but it's just a, 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 a fact, right? And uh, so I came back here and set up the company here. Uh, that was in 2015. And when I came back just after, let's say, 10 years, in 10 years, the city of Bangkok grew so fast. That was incredible. And you know, it's like the average temperature may be 32 degrees Celsius year round. And when you're walking in the streets and you pass by a shopping mall, you are frozen because the aircon inside these shopping malls are crazily powerful and they consume so much energy. And when you, when you imagine that for one kilowatt hour is almost half a kilogram of CO2 here, mm. it's just, Insane, and I decided really to focus on uh, energy efficiency, and I mean not only replacing LEDs, but uh, I was looking for really uh, innovative solution to to really help to do something because what we do here has a bigger impact than what we can do in terms of energy efficiency in Europe or in the UK or you know what I mean, because that's a fact here. The the growth, the economic growth is very fast. The population is. Uh, is growing uh, fast as well, and the, the power consumption is growing faster than in Europe now. And it's not still not so clean, even though some efforts are done, but we can have a bigger impact being here, I would say, for energy efficiency uh, more than in Europe. Yeah. I must so, yeah, when, I walk, when I walk through um, the Bangkok streets, there's thousands of hotels and I, I see all these hotels and there's loads of opportunity there to make this difference. And, I, and I've seen the growth in, in the country as well and, and the amount of um, buildings, shopping malls, every corner there's a large shopping mall of you know activity and, and energy being utilised. And you mentioned about the the temperature. I don't, sometimes in the, when I used to visit Thailand in the, in the early days, I used to start feeling unwell because I was too cold. I would, I would go from yeah. 32 degrees to sort of very low 16 degrees sometimes I've measured. Mm. And it, it does upset, being a Westerner, it used to upset me quite a lot. Um, yeah. I couldn't get used to it. I'm slowly getting used to it now, but I can see massive opportunities to, to make a difference there. It's uh, Yeah, you are completely right. And uh, there's a lot we can do. Uh, definitely. And it's also, the challenge is cultural. I mean, I guess you've been in the cinema in Thailand, but this is really relevant of the situation. You are freezing cold in the cinema. So outside is, let, let, let's say, 35 degrees Celsius. You feel like 45 and you get into the mall. Yeah, it gets down to 22. It's already super cold. And you get into the, the cinema room and it's like 18. So instead of increasing the temperature of the air conditioning, they give you cover to cover up because it's so cold. That's true. Yeah. It's just like 
but that's the way it is in their in their mindset because they believe that it's a luxury it's so luxury to be in a very cold environment and uh, I mean there are quite a, some challenge to to tackle to make a big move here but we can still do a lot are the is the government getting involved regarding legislation maybe is, is there steps towards that well, in terms of energy efficiency honestly uh, so first I mean anything I can say is really subjective because we can't retire I cannot retire okay and it's difficult to have the real information yeah. because everything all the laws are written in Thai obviously yeah, yeah. and uh, but from what I know from the networks and uh, I mean we were in a meeting with the Ministry of Energy not later than two days ago uh, and basically you, you can feel that they in terms of energy efficiency they don't do so much. Yeah. They really don't do so much. Uh, they know it's uh, it, it is a subject. It should be a priority. But they don't do so much. They they, they do more for on, on over sustainability uh, domain like uh, plastic, plastic pollution. Right. They do a lot. Uh, they just agree to uh, to authorized by law the you know when you recycle uh, pe from the water bottle okay until recently you could not recycle them to a water bottle okay for hygiene and so on but now they authorized it with some process which is a good step because you can recycle more polyethylene and reuse bottle to bottle you know it's uh so they are doing things uh, when they start to ban plastic bags it was done like within on one month, yeah. from one day to another, you couldn't find any more plastic bags. So they can take actions and and they move, like what they do, for example, for to protect the biodiversity in some uh, very famous beaches in the in Krabi. Uh, yeah, they might have like thousands and thousands of tourists coming there every day, but when they realize that it's really damaging the 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 ecosystem, they decided to stop for three years and then after COVID hit, so it was like almost six years without any uh, any tourist and that really helps to, uh, you know, to improve the biodiversity and get back to a good ecosystem. So they can do a lot, mm. but in terms of energy efficiency, I think we have to count more on private uh, initiative to, uh, to move at the pace that we should move because we have to move quickly basically. The government has uh, also announced last week the increase in energy prices. So oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm subject to that because obviously uh, I have a property and, and we've noticed our energy prices have gone up uh, significantly. It, it's more than significant. It's already from last year. Uh, we have a lot of clients who are working on, I mean, we are looking for our solution for energy efficiency. But last year they were paying one kilowatt hour. I would say in baht, okay, but it was like 4.3 baht per kilowatt hour, yeah. okay? In the same environment, today is 5.6 baht per kilowatt hour. I can tell you that, for example, if you take a shopping mall, the electricity bill was like 19 million baht per month, gets as high as 22, 23 million baht per month now. Wow. It's a big and, and it's just the beginning. 
I mean, this is. Why do you say it's just it's, the beginning? Oh, because it will increase more. Uh, I mean, I I don't see it. I don't see the price of electricity going back to uh, lower prices. I mean, uh, well, it's linked today. It's linked to the geopolitical issues with what is happening in uh, Eastern Europe and. Uh, I mean, uh, well, what's happening will be between Russia and, and, and Ukraine has a big impact on the price of gas. And since they use gas to produce electricity, uh, the price of electricity is uh, uh, getting very high. But um, yeah. So tell us what your. So we know what the government are doing. We know what um, the whole of the country's approach to energy is. But what's your individual approach? What, what's Thomas doing about it? Tell us. So what I do, actually, I am extremely lucky because when I was looking, as I was planning for uh, innovative solution, I met uh, one person, one Japanese professor uh, here in Bangkok who was uh, in business trip. And just by chance, I met him at a common supplier. And it was really like uh, we had a, a match, like two magnets, you know, yeah. that attract together and we had this big conversation and he was like a, a wonderful human being, a humanist, you know, not a businessman at all. And that guy, Sakai-san, Ryuji Sakai-san, a professor in the university in Tokyo, actually patented a system uh, after 10 years of development, which is a passive technology. So no need for, uh, for any electronic uh, and everything that is going with electronic, you know, all the... The, the process and so on. It's uh, what he invented. His technology is actually a ceramic that is composed of some minerals, okay, that we can find only in Japan, and that has some specific properties, natural properties that are completely safe because these minerals are used in the cosmetic industry in Japan. And he developed a technology that we can use with air conditioning. And thanks to these minerals, we are purifying the air and actually making the air easier to cool or to heat. So there is a very specific process with interaction between these minerals that are inside the kind of filter that we add onto the air conditioning and the, the water, the moisture in the air. And uh, it's very simple to install. It's very long lasting. Uh, because it's why we, we warranty it for 20 years. But basically, uh, the mineral lifetime is already like thousands or millions of years. And they, have, they still have this specific property. You know, it's natural property. And uh, so in terms of sustainability, it's a wonderful product. In terms of business, it's a little bit different because today, who would warranty a product for 20 years? I don't know a lot. Whether you have to upgrade the software, whether you have to, uh, you know, uh, the electronic, we have to change. How often do we do we change our smartphone? Very often, right? Uh, because it's a business process. Every this is not years. a business. Yeah. This is not a business process. It's just like someone who, who discovered something and really put it there in the world to, uh, to really solve the problem of uh, climate change because... Uh, the effect is really uh, impressive. Uh, as an engineer, I, I asked him when I met him, say, well, I need to test, I need to try. And I test, I try. 
And uh, yeah, we saved like 25% energy wow. on air conditioning, in cooling or heating, uh, works the same. It's really impressive and long lasting. And so since that time, that was uh, seven years ago now, I focus only on that because this is, to come back to your question, what can I do? I think that's the best I can do. Yeah. I mean, air conditioning, cooling represent the International Energy Agency just published last week, okay, the report about uh, CO2 for, to, for 2022. I don't know if you read it, but it's very interesting. They confirm that the biggest part of CO2 emission for human activity, okay, is not about transportation, including cars, including trucks, including, including plane, whatever, you know, it's not transportation. It's not industry. It is electricity and power generation. More than both transportation and industry. It's in the IEA report. Right. And the biggest part of it, the growth between 2020 and 2050, the growth of the energy consumption will be by 40% due to cooling. Yeah. Can you imagine that? So th the biggest problem we have, if we say that, yeah, we have to curb climate change and it's because of greenhouse gas effect, greenhouse gas effect, okay, we have the methane. So this is one, one part of the problem, but the biggest part is still CO2, right? And the biggest priority should be air conditioning because this is the biggest part. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's why I focus effect. on that. It's going to be hmm? a snowball effect, isn't it? Because yeah, the hotter the world becomes, the colder we need to be. <laughs> exactly. And we're just going to create more problems. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that that's what I do. That that's why I say I am super lucky to I met this uh, professor Ryuji Sakai because it really opened my eye into uh, my eyes into this uh, worldwide problem. Because I came here with, you know, my experience abroad in the UK, in, uh, in in Asia, in Korea, and in France. And when you come back here, uh, you have a different view on the global problem, you know. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in Europe, people are really blaming a lot the aeronautic industry and people who use planes so much. But what people don't know is that if you take a return ticket with Air France between Paris and Bangkok, okay, the, the carbon emission, your footprint, okay, is smaller than the normal utilization of the air conditioning in one month for one small apartment with free air conditioning in Bangkok. And when you look, I mean, there are 70 million people in Thailand, yeah. plus how many hotels and so on. I mean, Yes, I'm, I'm not saying, okay, no problem with uh, carbon footprint from the planes. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. But no. once again, if we need to fix priorities, we have to look globally uh, without any political eye or, you know, like science talk and number talks. And when you look at it, that's where we, we, we should act most. You mentioned before when you first met the Japanese professor that um, you, you, tried, you tried it yourself and you demonstrated 25% saving. Now, since you've done that, have you got more case studies that you, you can demonstrate to us today? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about like re references and uh, yeah, references regarding yeah. the because I know there's there's a couple you've done. Um, no, no, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, James Thompson. Uh, James yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim Thompson. Jim Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a lot in Japan in the last actually since the price the raise of the price of energy that also happens in uh, in Japan uh, for the last one year and a half in Japan now they are, the sales are very high uh, they have international clients uh, like Coca-Cola like a major American company uh, from GAFA that we cannot say the name but major company and we are deploying, I am deploying in uh, in Southeast Asia, in Europe, and soon in the US. In the past few months, we, we, we grew a lot and fast. And we have, uh, yes, yeah, some uh, some references. Uh, we have a lot of embassies, actually. We were one of the first in Thailand to, uh, to believe and to demonstrate the results. So we have uh, the embassy of France, obviously, but also the US embassy. Uh, the Netherlands embassy, the Canadian embassy, right, to use our technology. And they all save, let's say, between 20 and 30% on their uh, cooling cost. Uh, we have a lot of Thai companies, as you mentioned, uh, Jim Thompson. We are now working a lot with the shopping malls, okay, the retail industry, shopping malls and supermarkets. Uh, I cannot say the the brand now, uh, because we are in uh, in discussion and uh, we have confidentiality agreement, but big brands of supermarkets here are very interested, and uh, we have been we we just proved like at the scale of a supermarket that we can save fifteen uh, percent uh, in a supermarket that was already like very energy efficient, which is also that means it's quite difficult to improve even more yeah, because yeah. that they were they had insulation, they had air curtain. Uh, they had like uh, inverter technology, uh, they had AI and BMS system to manage all that, the, the, the cooling, and saving 15% was quite a challenge and we succeed in real life condition, you know. And you, in, lowered, uh, the in further, months. you lowered the energy cost even further, yeah? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, no, this is the, in, in Thailand, yeah, it's picking up right now quite fast. Uh, we also have like, big uh, names in uh, in Singapore, uh, like Capital Land, okay, which is a, a big investment company uh, in Singapore. We have a lot of uh, buildings in the region. Uh, we have uh, in India as well, some uh, major player in India that are uh, deploying uh, our technology. So yeah, no, no, it's- uh, What is the, um, the payback? So how much does someone have to invest to achieve that, so depending on the on your environment, on your activity, on how, let's say, for example, if we take a university, okay, the university, the air conditioning is stopped during the weekend because the students are not there, and during the holiday, okay, so the utilization of the air conditioning is smaller, but you have to equip all the air conditioning with the technology, so. In this situation, the payback would be like around three, 3.5 years, right? If you are a hotel where you have a lot of aircon that are used 24-7, uh, uh, or in office where basically you have, they always keep uh, some room with, you know, the cold and they, they, they don't close for holidays, whatever. So it's more like between one to two years right. payback. 
So it's uh, it's really good, uh, especially in Thailand, when the return on invest for solar panels, for example, that produce energy is more like five to seven years. So we are basically half of that. So and it's very easy. To, I've seen the product, so I can presume that it's very easy to install. That the client yes. or the organization can self-install this this product. Yeah, indeed. Uh, that's what I found beautiful when I discovered the product as well, because I mean I have one one piece here. It just looks like that. So this is the standard size for a four-way cassette. Okay, so it's flexible. You just open the cassette, you insert it on top of the filter, you close, and that's finished. That's what I found super beautiful with this product, to bring such an efficiency in such a simple way, using the property of natural minerals, right? Yeah. We are using property of nature, which is absolutely beautiful. And actually, that's maybe the biggest challenge we face with some clients who just are like, how can this be so uh, efficient and so simple? Yeah. We are in a, in a world, you know, where we all believe that technology is this, okay? That you have to update every month the, the app, uh, that you need to get some, uh, some new iOS. Yeah. And uh, this is, there is no iOS, no, nothing. So it's challenging because the world the world, like my, the big industry. Yeah? What's going to be my question, actually, Thomas? What are your challenges around this business? Today, the challenge is to understand, uh, because, I mean, compared to two years ago, where I was just like Thailand and Cambodia, now we are in 18 countries, okay? So today, the challenge is to understand how people in their mind, in their culture. When we talk to, uh, now we are talking with some airport, for example, uh, in, in France, with our distributor in France, the challenge is to understand their mindset, their culture, their knowledge, and how, how we can communicate about the efficiency of this simple solution. Because in Japan, it's very simple. Japanese, you know, they have a big trust between them, they have a strong community. And if a Japanese person say, okay, use this system, put it in your icon and you will save energy, everybody trusts, the sales are super high, everything goes well right. and they buy. Here, outside of Japan, be it in Southeast Asia, in Thailand or in Singapore, first you have two different approach, you know, mm. or be it like in Europe, or in the US where we are starting now, we have to find the right way to approach and to, to make people understand, to make people trust. And for me, as a, I mean, as an engineer, I say, we all use the same air conditioning systems. We all use Carrier, Daikin, Itachi, Mitsubishi, you know, we are this worldwide brand. We all cool the same air. The air in Bangkok is the same as the air in New York or as in London, right? And people say, ah, oh, yeah, but your results were not in, uh, in France or your results were not in, uh, in America or your results were not in, uh, in India. So we have to try again. 
So this is the, the, the challenge, you know, to, uh, to approach multiple, uh, it's not like if you sell a car, everybody know what is a car, even though 90% of the person don't know how it works really. I mean, the engine and so on, they don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody know how, how a smartphone is working. Nobody knows, but everybody use, right? In this system, it looks so simple, but people, basically people doubt. So my challenge is, yeah, to prove every time we prove by proof of concept yeah. that education. it's educate working. Everyone. Yes, educate, it's educate, a, educate. exactly. So the way I found to, uh, to, to tackle this challenge was is through education and, you know, yeah, yeah. exactly. What, what are the, uh, the manufacturers making of this product? So, the manufacturer is only in Japan. No, no, the manufacturers mm -hmm. of air conditioning systems yeah. around the world. What are they making of this? So basically, they, they would like to get it. Uh, we have been approached, and uh, Sakai-san, the, the inventor, the owner of the patent in Japan, was approached, of course, by Daiki, Nitashi, Mitsubishi. I mean, we have a lot of uh, Japanese yeah. manufacturers of air conditioning. And... Uh, but these industrial, they want one thing is they want to buy the technology, we want to buy the patent and they want the exclusivity and they want to get yeah. it and look to keep it in. for them. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I was saying, you remember, I say, uh, Professor Ryuji Sakai is really someone uh, who has a vision. He is a human being. He is a humanist person. He is not a businessman. Yeah. And his vision is to be able to make this product, this solution available for everyone, whether you use a carrier or a York or a Johnson Control or Daikin, Mitsubishi, LG, whatever, Samsung, whatever is your brand, whatever is your type of air conditioning, wherever you are in the world, you should be able to use it because we have to save energy everywhere. Every gesture counts. So that is his vision. And this is why uh, we don't work with the manufacturer of air conditioning, basically. He has principles, doesn't he? That's his principles. He doesn't yeah. want to be locked out of the industry by exactly. a major manufacturer who would be quite happy to to sort of put their arms around that product and just keep it all to themselves. Yeah. That's, and that doesn't help anyone, does it? No. In the end, yeah. So it's uh and this is what I like in this business. We have challenges, but uh, the beauty of it is yeah, it's, it, it's a vision and these are values that I share personally to make it available to uh, the most people on, on, on the planet. Uh, it's not easy when you are not a, a big brand internationally uh, known, you know. Uh, if we were, let's say, in a, if we were a big name like Coca-Cola, everybody buy Coca-Cola. They trust Coca-Cola, you know, in a different industry. Uh, but uh, Continuum uh, is a name that uh, nobody knows, so it's yeah, it's step by step. We prove and word to mouse, you know. Yeah. Uh, now it's uh, we are growing, and um, yeah. So Thomas, thank you very much for um, sort of coming on today. You you mentioned before this is your first podcast. I think you're a natural. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Your presentation. Uh, so thank Sorry you. for my accent again. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's superb. So um, for the benefit um, of our audience, really, I, I'm keen to know, is there anything that you can give back? You've already given back with a great product and technology. But is there anything you can give back to the listeners today regarding what you're doing in the industry? 
So, as I was mentioning, there is a big the the way I challenge the the way I tackle the I face the challenge uh, of knowledge uh, is by education and training, and I realized that uh, there's a lot we can do to save energy, and every small gesture counts. Really, we should not underestimate what we can do, and let's not say, oh, uh, let's say you are in winter in London, okay, and uh, you have a heat pump uh, to heat your, your house, and uh, you, you set it up to, let's say, I don't know, 24 degrees Celsius, because it's very cold outside, okay? Instead of 24, put it 23 or 22 you will save 10 to 20% yeah. on the energy bill. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. 10 to 20%, it's a lot of CO2 emission less. That counts. You don't need to invest. I mean, if you, if you can invest in newer technology or solution like ours, that's great. That's fantastic. But the first thing is there are some gestures, some small tips that you can that, that that you can apply uh changing your behavior and these have a good impact a very measurable tangible impact not only on your energy bill but also on the result on the planet and uh, co2 emissions yeah. and this can be measured i mean I, I do some training now to really uh raise awareness about that and when people understand they see their, their bill going Really much lower, even though they, they don't invent, if they don't invest in a, in technology or in our solution, you know. But just by the behavior and understanding and doing it, it's incredible what we can do. And uh, everyone has something to do, and everyone can do something. Yeah. That's what I can give. I mean, it's uh, that's you know, simple that tips. A, that's yeah. an amazing thing to say because I I, I do the same. This morning I've woken up, it's, it's, we're going into spring here in the UK and our heating's going off, but it's still cold, okay? Um, so this morning I would normally be sitting here with a t-shirt, but I've got a long sleeve t-shirt on. Um, why not? So I've put more clothing on rather than put the heating back on again, you know? That little thing, yeah. that's gonna make me a big saving on my energy. If I, yeah. if I was a big organization, and organizations were were doing things like that even providing their staff with um jumpers or, or like they do in the cinemas in thailand which is wrong blankets you know it's things like that yeah. we can be doing just to make that difference it's a lot of money to put your systems on mm -hmm. and sometimes with the building if one person's cold that whole building's got to be heated up to satisfy that one person so you're right that just that one little thing and it doesn't cost nothing than one little thing exactly changes Exactly. And uh, it doesn't cost anything. And uh, it has a big impact, yeah. a real impact. Uh, it has much more impact than uh, than many other things or gadgets that people can uh, can can sell. Yeah. So thank you again. Is it how do we get hold of this product? How, how do we learn more about it? Have you got a website that we can go and have a yeah. look at? So we have a website uh www.continuum.asia and soon we'll have a another one for europe and america 
I will uh, share in the comments. And brilliant. And can you show us the products again? I really like to see that. I've actually <laughs> touched this and seen it. Um, Beehive. It's beautiful. So you can it's see, beautiful. yeah. You can see the minerals actually. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that we've we've got an audio and it is sometimes a video that you you do that little trick and regarding the magnets and, and demonstrate to them to see where it works. <laughs> that so, would be for the net for, for the next podcast then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Thomas, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. We're really excited about your technology and pushing it out there more. And we'd like to say at this time, you and your family, please stay safe in these times. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you for your time and for this. Really, uh, I really appreciate this, uh, this talk with you and looking forward to meeting you very soon in Bangkok.